there is really um, a place for friendships, it's just going to look different. Like we said, it's not just a matter of like you getting up and going. It's you and another person or you another person plus three little mini me's or whatever the situation is for you. Hey y'all and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. Today we are going to be addressing our first listener question. Super pumped about this. We've been hoping for audience participation ever since episode one (laughs) and we've been getting it lately and I'm stoked about it. Yes, it's, it's always super, super just wonderful to hear feedback. Uh, people who are loving the show and questions and us uh, just oh I feel like people like us <laughs> anyway I feel like sometimes it can be you say ah oh, it's like good or bad depending on context no it's it's great people love us oh. ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never have that response <laughs> <laughs> I think people know in general yes but we were asked how have friendships changed after we got married and I just want to make sure that I clarify the question because as as the the question was posed to Michael and then he asked me and I was like, I started to answer and he's like, that's not what the question is. So all that rambling to say that the this question is referring to friendships outside of the marriage. So not like Michael and I's friendship before we got married and then how that friendship changed after we got married. It's my friendship with, say, Sally. And we've been friends for a long time, pre-Michael. And then after Michael and I got married, how did my relationship, my friendship with Sally change? So it's that friendship outside of the marriage. How did that one change after we got married? Um, Don't worry, there's no Sally, so... Uh, just, so won't be offended. Just, yeah, just no. But um, so it's just it's asking kind of that question. Um, and also this question came from a friend of ours who you know isn't married, and he really finds value, um, in in our podcast, which is so wonderful to hear. So oh, if yeah. you, so if you know some friends, or you know, you just share share this podcast with anyone and everyone because we feel like it's got some little nuggets in there for everyone but yeah consider it pre-research there you like go. if you're single you can still benefit from a marriage show awesome yes you learn a lot of stuff ahead of time yes so absolutely. then on day one of marriage after you say i do honeymoon starts you will already be like the best spouse you're a ever pro. <laughs> 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 I <wanna go> pro. <laughs> but um i also want to remind you if you're not subscribed to the podcast make sure you do that that way you don't miss any episodes we've had some amazing ones i mean in our opinion we're biased but We've had some amazing ones happen so far, and that way you can stay up to date. So let's get into it. As we address this question um, and really work through it from our perspective and what we've gone through, we we want to really acknowledge that we we understand that marriages are hard and multifaceted. So when Michael and I are talking about tough topics, we put it in a lighthearted manner because we know that marriage is very serious and we take it very seriously. If you've ever like talked to us one-on-one about marriage or the two of us about marriage, we take it very seriously, but we wanted to give it a lighthearted spin to know that having these conversations can be easier than you think. Because I think sometimes like, I know I get in my head, like, Oh, I just, I'm not going to approach this conversation because it's going to go like this. And 
you know, the conversation hasn't even happened and I've already laid out this map of what's actually, you know, what I think is going to happen. And so I just want you as the listener to know that we do understand that marriages are hard and multifaceted and there's a lot of gray areas and it takes a lot of give and take. Um, but we just wanted to present these things to you as the listener in a lighthearted manner to help provoke conversation and good I just, you know, just some like good things that you can talk to your spouse about and that it doesn't have to be so weighty and so heavy. And so as we work through this, because we understand that relationships are, are complex and relationships outside of the marriage can be difficult. Um, we want you to understand that we're not saying like, here's a three-step program on how to have an exceptional marriage. Like these are just kind of highlights of whatever the specific topic is to kind of work through it. Um, so I never want you as, as a listener to think that we are constantly pushing the easy button and not talking about really, really meaty things. But um, so I know that was a little, little off topic kind of, but I just wanted, I wanted you to hear our heart with that. Well, as, as far as things go, you wouldn't think this initially could be even like a hard subject, but depending on how somebody's kind of entrenched, kind of, I don't know if that's a good word, but if somebody's really entrenched in the way things are, you know, with friendships and with how I spend my time with people, this could be a pretty tough conversation. Um, having friends and having a marriage is totally compatible, totally compatible. If you approach it the right way and you consider the respect of your spouse and your spouse's time and everything, number one. So we're going to cover this. But as I was listening to Elizabeth say that, I was thinking like, this is not really a hard conversation, but then it could be. It could be for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. To give you guys a little bit of a background, in case you haven't heard it on a previous episode, Elizabeth and I have been married for eight years, and we were dating for four years before that. We met in college. So with that, you know, for those of you guys who have been in college and in high school and stuff, friends tend to come pretty easy when you're in certain settings. And we're no different with that. We've had a lot of friends that we've met through different organizations and stuff. And with getting more serious into dating and then getting into marriage, we've gone through all these transitions of moving, the transition to marriage, and all this kind of stuff. So, some friendships, some friendships, <laughs> can't talk. Ugh. Some friendships have faded away, and that's just kind of the, the natural progression of life. And some have stuck around. And so we have definitely formed some really amazing bonds over the years with friends outside of each other. Right. And I think a lot of the time the world will say your friendships don't have to change. Everything can just stay the same. And that point of view does make sense if you're not a believer. I get that. I don't agree with it. I think that I, for us, we would not support that. Um, Michael and I are believers and we cling to the verse, um, Genesis 2, 24, which says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. We actually have it tattooed on our wrist. We take that vow very seriously. And aside from our individual relationships with the Lord, the next and most important relationship is the one that we have with each other. And we believe in striving for a stellar and biblical marriage. And that relationship has to be number one. Again, aside from my walk with the Lord, my number one relationship has to be with Michael. And I just want to caution you if you're kind of walking through um, 
like how do I approach friendships? You know, maybe I'm single. How do I approach friendships like after I'm married or maybe you're already married and you've got some friendships and maybe they're just like not really driving well with your marriage. Like I just want to encourage you to really pray over that verse and how um, how you feel like from a biblical standard that applies for you and your spouse. That That's probably my favorite verse in the Bible. And if you've been listening to every episode, you've probably heard this five times. <laughs> it's just, it's a, I mean, when you talk about like a core verse for, you know, everybody's got their own personal verse that they go to all the time. This is our marriage core verse. So if we've mentioned it like five times already and you've heard it five <laughs> times already, I'm sorry. Sorry, but it not is sorry. Super important and it, like, it just goes through every single thing we think and talk about because that's, that's yeah. what we call, we feel called to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I just want to encourage you to really kind of pray over that and, and be honest and ask the Lord to show you how that looks like in your marriage. And so with that, we wanted to get into ways that friendships are different after saying I do. Number one for me, one thing I've noticed is that you honestly have to work a bit harder than you did when you were in college and single. A lot. a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, in college, it's just like, hey, you're in a dorm? Cool. Dorm buddies. You're in a college ministry? College ministry buddies. Or, you know, I was in a small class of 29 in grad school. 29 built-in friends. It was awesome. Um, when you are married and working, and then don't even let me get on the subject of having kids. Like, you know, you're talking double, uh, double workload. And I guess that's not the right way to say it, but... You have to work twice yeah, as hard. Yeah, there's just a lot of to, things to factor in. To maintain friends. And I think if you're not ready for that, that can be kind of jarring. Yeah. Like we have some really close friends. They also have kids and they live only about 20 minutes away down south a little bit. We don't get to see each other that much. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's a, few, it's it, a handful it's, of times it's a year. sometimes months between and times it getting it together. It makes me so angry. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's that we don't do it on purpose. But yeah, like in a in another scenario, like you've got friends in college, you'll see each other four times a week, easy, yeah. maybe every day. Yeah. But you just can't really do that when you're you've got kids. Yeah, you've got the marriage, you got your job. Because when you're single, there's one factor. There's one factor, and then seeing if you can get together with your friends. When you're married, there's two factors. There has to be two factors. That other person has to be considered. And then when you have kids, there's two plus. Fill in the blank with however many kids you have that you have to factor in for trying to get together with your friends. I mean, it's not just as easy as saying, hey, let's get in the car and go. So it does take work. Yep. And another thing is that increased distance is okay. When I was researching for this episode, that's right, people. I research for these episodes. I want yes, to put in do. extra effort for all of y'all. Um, but this article, I won't say the... I don't actually remember the uh, organization it was with, but it was basically saying that just because you get married doesn't mean your friendships have to change. You can maintain the same friendships and ex like time with that person. In fact, you might even find you have more time for your friends. I was thinking like, what? <laughs> it makes <laughs> no sense. Um, I just basically was like, okay, this it, is not I, very good. Yeah, if that's true... If that was true in our marriage, we would need to take quite a few steps back and really reevaluate. We'll put it that right. way. I didn't go into huge detail with that article, but that was just kind of backwards. You know, the way I see this is that when you make a promise to somebody, 
that you're going to put them first before anything else, naturally other things are going to fall down a notch. Doesn't mean they have to be thrown in the trash. You know, don't do that to people. But you're going to have a little less time for friends and movie nights and going out to hang out or whatever three nights a week. That's okay. You know, no one said that all change is bad. Change can be really good. You know, for example, if you stick to that promise and you spend a ton of time getting to know your spouse, taking care of her and all this stuff, you'll find your happiness level is going to go up. Yeah, you're putting time and attention into the the one relationship that matters most. Um, so that's yeah, it's a good thing. Change yeah. can be good. Yeah, I think it, I think the thought of distance paralyzes some people, and I think that's part of many factors that are causing just later and later marriages. Like, kind of when get a list of stuff done, you kind of do stuff before getting married. I don't know. Just kind of an observation I made. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe another topic. Yeah. Another way that friendships are different after saying I do is you have to be more intentional with your time because frequency is less. So you just, you have to, like for me, if I don't put it in the calendar or on my to-do list, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I have to schedule time with friends because I want to make sure that I am very intentional about that time and that I, I do like to hang out with my friends. And I also just feel more organized. And so for me, being a type A planner type person, I just, I really like to be intentional and say, okay, what day this week or within the next two weeks works for you or you and your family, whatever the situation is. And just making sure that I'm intentional. I reach out and we put it on the calendar because for me, it feels so much more concrete than saying, oh yeah, let's get together sometime. I mean, how many times have you said that to somebody or somebody said that to you and then nothing's happened? A lot. <laughs> so just being intentional about that time because the frequency is less, not a bad thing. Just be more intentional. And our final reason why friendships are different after saying I do is that Friends have to be made with both parties. So kind of going back to the previous example, when you're in college and you move into the dorm, you meet Jason down the hallway. Jason likes the same things you do. Boom, best buddies. When you have a wife, you know, you want to make sure there's compatibility with the wife too, you know. So if Jason clashes really bad with your wife, uh, it's going to strain things a little bit. Yeah, so and that is a big Oh, yeah. Reality for, for some people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, make sure that, you know, when you're dating, like if you have somebody who's abrasive to everybody, that could be rocky down the road. And this doesn't mean that you have to, like just because you make friends as couples doesn't mean you can't still have those, you know, set aside guys night, set aside girls night out, stuff like that. Those are really important. And, you know... I can't stress that enough. You do. It's really beneficial to have some time with other people, kind of personal time. But also one big thing is that if you end up doing that a ton or just willy nilly, like, yeah, man, I'll see you on Friday night. And you haven't at all considered like, hey, your wife, your wife might have had something she was planning to do with you. Just make sure you're communicating. I think that's like the core of the Marriage Talks podcast. Just <laughs> talk it out firsthand <laughs> yes. before... Um, making plans with other people. 
And another part of that is that you'll end up naturally making friends with a lot of other people in your same walk of life, aka married couples. If you have kids, sometimes it's easier to make friends with other people who have kids. But that's not to say that those single friends aren't still worth their weight in gold. Yeah. So it's just one of those natural things people end up doing. But there's... We have some incredible single friends. Yeah, we do. Absolutely love them. We do, yeah. Now, moving forward to how do we have healthy friendships in a godly marriage. With all of that said about how they look different, there is a fruitful and wonderful place for friendships, both married couples and singles. We, like we said before, we have some wonderful married couples that we have um, hung out with that have really, really blessed us tremendously. We also have some single friends who we love dearly. I mean, love, love, love them. And so there, there is really um, a place for friendships. It's just going to look different. Like we said, it's not just a matter of like you getting up and going. It's you and another person or you, another person plus three little mini-me's or whatever the situation is for you. But in order to be within the the realm of a godly marriage, that's that's just kind of how it needs to be approached in our opinion. So friendships definitely have a place after you've been married. The second part is when it comes to spending time with friends, we make sure that the needs of the marriage are met and the needs of our children are met. And then if those things are squared away, hanging out with friends is is fine. It's a go. And what I mean by the needs are met is that I'm not neglecting my marriage or my family to hang out with friends. My relationship with my friends should never come before my relationship with my spouse. And a good way to find out if it is unhealthy is by taking stock of my time. Where's my time being spent? Is the majority of my time being spent with my spouse or is the majority of my time being spent with my friends? And if it's not with my spouse and then with my family, then I need to do some readjusting and make some changes. Um, and that's not to say that like, oh, I can't go out because my kid is sick and I got to stay with them. Like I fully and 100% trust Michael. And if he is cool with me going out and he's like, I got this, go have time with your girlfriends. I'm going to go. Because I trust him. I trust that he is going to take care of things at the house. There's no need for me to be there. It would it would 100% be selfish for me to stay there and be like, well, I'll just, no, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. It's like. You would also go insane yeah. if you could never leave. Yeah. There's just, there's just no need for that. So he has things on lock. I'm fine. I can go and just kind of have a breather from things that are at the house, which is good. It's healthy. It's refilling my cup so that I can pour into other people. That is not selfish. That is really, really important. Um, you mamas know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's just, if, if that's something that you're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not really sure where I'm spending my time. Take the last two weeks or month or, you know, I can't really think past a week. So I look at my time within a week and I, I just see where my time's being spent and just kind of go from there. And if I need to make some changes, then I want to do it because I want to maintain a healthy, godly marriage and, and being honest with myself is super, super important. Um, and lastly, Michael kind of touched on it. It's very important to consider your spouse when going out. Just talk with them. Let them know if you just need an hour or two with a friend out, 
grab a bite to eat. That's really important. And I know like Michael has some breakfast get togethers with his guy friends where he feels really encouraged in his walk and his marriage being a father. Like you come home from those and you're like, gosh, I feel good. I feel like energized and yep. got bacon in my belly and got <laughs> friends encouraging me. No, but it, and again, as the, from the other side of this, if you are the, on the receiving end of a request, you'd be crazy not to allow a little bit of time for your spouse to develop with other folks. Yeah. Like every Monday night for the past little while, you've gone with a group of ladies for a Bible study and you, you came to me weeks and weeks ago and asked me, Hey, would it be cool if I did a Monday night Bible study with some ladies? Like, yeah, of course. Like, of course I would say yes to that. It's going to be some time for you away. I get some time with the kids. We're both developing really well. Like you're learning more about God and about the Bible. And I'm getting to love on my kids, you know, kind of in... Just you and them, yeah, which exactly. is important. Um, yeah, you're here all the time. So it's nice when it's like, you know what? I don't have you as backup right now. And she's not <laughs> I can't home. tap out. I can't tap out. She's not getting home till another 30 minutes. So we got to figure this out, kids. Yeah. And have been able to really develop their taste for cotton candy and Coke and stuff while you were gone. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously joking. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No Coke. Cotton candy, yes. But yeah, so just, you know, communicate, guys. Um, some people will find that more natural than others, but you will notice that everything's going to be a bit smoother once you start communicating. Yes, and we've done a podcast before about communication, so we'll make sure to link that in the show notes um, with this particular episode, but very, very important communication key. Cool. Okay, it's time for the challenge. If you're new to the podcast, every single episode we do a challenge. It is really kind of a basic, let's bring it back to the basics kind of challenge with your spouse to spark a conversation about the whatever topic it is that we're discussing. So in the next seven days, talk with your spouse about your friendships outside of the marriage. Set boundaries if you feel like they are unhealthy, respectfully and graciously address the relationships. Know that it's not going to be solved in one conversation, but this really is a great starting point. For Michael and I, we it's, it's like an ever-evolving conversation. There's definitely times where I am incredibly jealous of the time that he gets to spend with other guys because I think guys are, at least in our circle, the guys are way more apt to getting together and doing guy things than the girls are, at least in my experience. And I know for some people that's a little bit backwards, but I get really, really jealous of that time. And so I just need to be honest with him and tell him like, I really need some time with my other girlfriends or like, let's invite a couple over, you know, just being um, honest with each other and open. And really, I need to be very respectful. Um, I'm like preaching to myself. I need to be respectful when I talk to Michael about that. But yeah, so that's a good place to start with the friendships and kind of evaluating the relationships. And um, because sometimes those those friendships can be unhealthy and just really take it situation by situation, start a conversation, keep it open. And just remember that, like, I have to tell myself 
and we make sure like if Michael and I ever get into a heated conversation, we're preserving the relationship. We're not trying to be right. And that takes a lot of humility. And a lot of times it's hard, (laughs) but really that's the ultimate goal is preserving the marriage, preserving the relationship between Michael and I, because that's the most important thing. It's not about me walking away being right or Michael walking away being right. Yeah, I remember that comes from eight years of practice and lots of failures. And we're also old now, so <laughs> we're, old. we're a little bit less volatile than we used to be in our early 20s. Also, eight years, we've been having tough conversations for longer than eight years. I mean, you date and you have tough conversations. So, yeah. So, they don't been, just happen when you get married. We've been fighting for like 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> our, our, our dating relationship was not rocky. It's just, you know, if you date, if you dated anybody, you're going to you have. Care, if you care enough about anybody, you're going to have some yes. conversations that are tough. But anyways, (laughs) enough about that. So there's your challenge. Go do it in the next seven days. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting this far into the podcast. Thank you for getting this far in the episodes. You're the real MVP. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We will leave links in the show notes. Please subscribe like we said earlier. Leave us a five-star positive review on Apple Podcasts because really that's the only ones we're going to read out loud on the podcast. But if you're mean, you're not going to read it. So please leave us a positive. If you will block you. <laughs> please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts because we will read it. And you'll be the first thing you hear. Your review will be the first thing you hear on a future episode. It's super important. You might even hear it before our theme music. And that is serious priority right there. Oh, you will. That's the very first thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're loving this podcast, please share it with your friends. That really is the best way for us to get the word out and to keep the conversation going with hashtag Marriage Talks Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. We out. <laughs>